you can't do all of it at once and figure out what's the thing that's important to you for today, for this hour, and let everything else go. back to this week's episode of Be Boulder. Completely honored and humbled to be joined this week by Amanda Guest, the founder and CEO of House of Wise. Uh, House of Wise, I will let her explain the story of how that came up, but House of Wise enables women to take control of their sleep, sex, stress, and wealth by earning money selling high-end trusted CBD products. I am excited to dig into Amanda's story about how she decided to start this business, how she is living boldly in her life, running a business, being a mom, being a part-time CMO of another business that I hope she can talk about a little bit too, and uh, how she's just decided to kill the game and change her life for the better and that the life of her family. So Amanda, thank you for joining us here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, so are we. So are we. So, you know, I can sit here and I can walk through your your bio, but I always think it's great to have people tell their own story because I can just never do justice to it. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about you, your upbringing, where were you born, and how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, so I was actually born in a small town in central Illinois. The town is less than a thousand people, and we actually lived uh, seven miles outside of that little town. So, like, our closest neighbor, I, I want to say, is like two miles away. Like, it is pretty rural. And neither of my parents went to college. They both grew up in that kind of small town area. And, fun fact, neither of my parents have actually been on an airplane. Mm-hmm. Um, so we drove everywhere growing up. It's it's so funny because I think about my childhood now and I'm like, I was writing my high school papers on a typewriter, but I'm not that old. Like I, <laughs> And so like comparatively, I think that where I grew up is probably like 20 years behind everything mm-hmm. else. Um, and also in like ideologies and, and the way I was brought up, which... You know, I, I was really taught at a young age that your identity comes from who you're with and who you marry and mm. that, you know, marriage creates stability and, and, like I said, an identity. And so I got married at the ripe age of 19 uh, in college and I, you know, graduated early and I was, I was very focused on academics. Like that was a big part of who I was. Um, I was an athlete my whole life. And so for all intents and purposes, I was raised very conservatively. Like you, no smoking. I had to sign a contract with my parents that if I got a tattoo, I they wouldn't buy me any more clothes. Like all these wow. things, like very conservative. And I, I feel like I spent most of my 20s living this kind of life checklist, if you will, mm-hmm. that was like, okay, get married, get your career in order. Okay, now kids. And and you kind of just like, I was just like marching to the beat of the checklist. And then I kind of woke up in my 30s, realizing that I was living a life that other people had prescribed for me, but it actually was not true to who I was. And 
and anyone that was following me on Instagram during those years, like I had kind of like the picture perfect life on the grid, but not necessarily true to who I was and what I wanted to be living. So, uh, yeah. And then I'm living in New York. I had three kids under the age of four and I was at the height of my career, honestly, like live working for the not a brand that I loved had been in the wedding industry for over a decade and yeah, filed for divorce. Wow. And, and it's so funny because I remember having conversations with my family and it was always like this kind of mindset from the Midwest and, and maybe other people can relate to this, but like if it wasn't an abusive relationship or it wasn't, you know, someone cheated, that's not a good enough reason to get divorced. And I was like, mm. I hit this point where I was just kind of like, that's not my truth anymore. Like sure. my truth is I get one life and I want to be happy. And, and this relationship was no longer working for me. And it wasn't a horrible relationship. He is an amazing human, but mm -hmm. it just, no, the dynamics and, and the way I had grown over that, over a decade marriage was no longer who I was and it didn't work for who I had become. And so people grow and change. And so House of Wise was born because I was dealing with all of this, right? Like growing career, toddlers, three kids under the age of four, and now a divorce. And I was going to therapy twice a week, but that was not helping with the physiological effects of stress and situational depression and postpartum depression and all of it kind of rolled into one. And yet cannabis was something that was kind of in my like naughty list of growing up of what I was taught that was bad, you know, like stoner culture, you're gonna be high all the time, like you'll do nothing with your life. And yet alcohol was no longer serving me. Like two, my two glasses of wine at night was leaving me feeling exhausted and groggy the next day and just brain fog. And so I started to research cannabis and I am a huge nerd. And if I'm gonna do something and put something into my body, I go deep in researching it, right? So I'm like trying to read what reports are out there around you know, efficacy and what, what works, what doesn't. And also just like all the gaps in this industry of quality control and consistency and even dosing recommendations. Like I had so many bad trips uh, in the early days of not knowing what my right dose was and how, and like one, some of these boxes would say like, take a gummy and that's 10 milligrams of something of THC. And I would be like, a mess. And I'm like, that's not right. That's not a good first right. experience. And I just feel like a high functioning woman who has a lot on her plate, who actually does need cannabis to help her. And it will help her because it helped me immensely needs to be brought into this experience by a brand and even further women that she can trust. And that's why our distribution strategy is through um, micro affiliates, which are women who can tell their friends about the products. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Tell me a little bit now about how the business has progressed over time. So, you know, you started this in the midst of kind of going through anything and everything here. And then now you have this growing business. You've been featured in Forbes, you know, you're 
looks like you're moving to Miami. Tell me all about that. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's been a whirlwind. Like, believe it or not, we are only four months old. Like, we just no way. Yeah, we we launched December first, and so. I feel like I'm not only building the plane while I'm flying it, but like someone turned the plane into like a like high flying jet, like for the Navy or, or not the Navy, I guess that would be boats, but like <laughs> for the Air Force. <laughs> and I'm like needing to just build this like thing that is going so fast. But um, yeah, we are four months old. We just literally yesterday, the freight truck came to take all of the pallets out of my garage. So up until yesterday, I was still packing every single order by hand wow. and coming out of my garage. So I am so humbled and thankful for all that has happened over these four months. But I also like... I feel like I have to say all this with a caveat of like, we are still learning so much and needing to take all the feedback and, and change a lot of things. Like we are so far from where I want us to be. But um, I think the early success that we've seen is just all attributed to the fact that women need this. Like they are looking for something that is an alternative to alcohol and, and other stress relievers that are no longer serving them. And they're looking for help. Right. So uh, how come Miami? I'm curious about that. Miami is a fabulous place and I love to frequent there, quite honestly. But, uh, yeah. I was in New York for over a decade. I had all three of my kids there and I was a New Yorker for life, like was not going to leave. Oh, and wow. then COVID hits. And, I, I, you know, New York living is about the city, not your home, right? Like, mm -hmm. your home is not where you're meant to spend the majority of your time. It, you are out, you know, going to events and, you know, in the parks and all that stuff. And then COVID hits. I couldn't get my nanny to come in because, one, it wasn't safe. The subways were no longer a place that people wanted to be. And I couldn't afford to put her in an Uber every day. That was just not realistic. So I have now three kids trying to do two of them on Zoom learning, plus me managing a brand that was drastically affected by COVID. Like we woke up on Thursday of lockdown and over 400,000 couples were about to like postpone or cancel their weddings in 48 hours. So I'm like pulling all nighters of work oh. and yeah, while trying to like manage the kids, like I was really close to losing my mind during those first few weeks of COVID and it was not, it was not pretty. And so I luckily have a great co-parenting relationship and we were like, let's figure this out. This is not working. So we first lived, to, we moved in together in a home, in an Airbnb for six weeks while we just created a game plan. We were like, let, we've got to put our kids first, our family first. Like this is unprecedented. We've never dealt with a pandemic before. <laughs> what does this look like and how do we survive in our modern family situation? So we did that for six weeks. Then we, you know, spent a little bit of time with, you know, one set of grandparents then the other set of grandparents is trying to get help so we could continue our careers and and be there for our teams and i 
it was just crazy. And so we were like, okay, what's next? We got to figure out school years. And that's how my brain operates. I don't think about like calendar years. I think about school calendar years. And so for me, it's always like August to August, where are we going to be? And this year we, we chose Charlotte, North Carolina, where I could have more space, temperate climates and be close enough to New York City so we can go back and forth. And then for the next school year, so I'm homeschooling the kids this year. So they've been in my house for a year. So if you hear screaming, that's why. Um, (laughs) It's spring break. So they're just like running around like banshees out there. But then uh, the next calendar year, we were like, what do we want to do? And honestly, it's just been seeing so many founders leaving San Francisco and New York and starting Mm -hmm. to migrate there that... I got really excited and I went and visited and met with some incredibly brilliant people doing really cool things. And then you look up and you're like, I'm in paradise. Like there are palm trees and peacocks walking around. Right. And like, it's like the craziest juxtaposition of like, oh, I'm having a conversation with someone about an NFT project, which is so cool. And I'm like learning so much. And then I walk outside and I'm like staring at the ocean. I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. And we don't know if it's long-term, but we figured New York City like is coming back. Like I believe it will come back, but there's a lot that still needs to come back. And I'm not quite ready to go back into, you know, small space living right at this moment. Uh, So yeah, we're moving to Miami for a year. Nice. So does your... Does your ex then also go to whatever city you're in with the kids? Uh, so yes, he'll he'll he also has his own company and will be wow. you know, be will be in Miami and we're gonna figure out like the split so that way we can go back and forth between Miami and New York often. But yeah, yeah, we we kind of are doing all this together. Oh, that's wonderful. You don't hear about that all the time, right? You hear a lot of nightmarish stories. And don't get me wrong, it's still incredibly hard to go through a breakup, even if things were, you know, on paper perfect, right? Yep. Um, So, you know, one of the things that I'm thinking about as I'm listening to to all of this is, you know, what advice do you have for men, women, doesn't matter, if they are walking through the, as you said, the checklist of life, right? And they just wake up one day and they say, I don't think this works for me. What are the biggest pieces of advice you would give people around that? The biggest piece of advice is therapy because you don't know what's triggering those feelings and you don't want to jump to a conclusion without taking the time to make sure it's the right conclusion, especially one that has such a high impact on your, if you have kids and and other Mm -hmm. people and, um, so I made a pact to myself that I would go to therapy twice a week for a year before I made any decisions. And wow. it's really interesting because when you are thinking about making a massive transition in your life, in the beginning, it's very emotionally charged, right? And, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're like, okay, first I need to process all of these emotions and where they're coming from. And for me, a lot of it was like feeling guilt or shame or potentially like you know, feeling judged by people in my life that I love. Um, And so there was a lot of fear. But then once I processed where that was coming from, then I could peel back the onion layers and say, 
is this still the right decision for me? And I think people making those decisions want to jump to a conclusion and they're emotional about it. And I think of it as a roller coaster. And it's like, if you're still going through extreme highs and extreme lows, you're not ready to make the decision yet. And, and if you're still Googling, like, should I get a divorce and looking for answers, then the answer is no, because you're not ready yet. Like you're seeking answers versus making something. And, and the best thing that my like therapist ever said to me that I, I, I use in so many contexts in my life is that there is no right or wrong answer ever in life. It's making, it, it's, it's doing the work, processing, making a decision, and then the rest of the work is making that decision the right one for you and having no regrets. And so the rest of the work is in the post-decision making of saying, this is my decision. I am comfortable and happy with this decision. And now everything else happening post-decision is to make my life work for that decision to be the right one for me. Wow. And that's really hard to do, right? Especially, you know, with a more conservative upbringing and you have sort of these things that have been, I don't want to say beat into you, right? But, you know, I I came from a more conservative household and uh, I was raised Catholic. So, like, I have immense guilt about everything that I do, even if I'm not doing it wrong. (laughs) I say I'm a a recovering Catholic. Same, same, same. Uh, Yeah, and it's just, it's so crazy, right? Because... You spend, you know, all this time thinking that, you know, you got to go through all these things and, you know, if you don't do them, then somehow you're wrong or you're letting people down or whatever. And you're right. At some point, you just need to rip the Band-Aid off and say, like, almost say, fuck it, right? You're like, we just, I, I need to make the choices for me that make me the most happy. And it's almost incredible the way that you watch your life bloom and blossom and turn around when you start to do that. And I feel like that's exactly what I'm hearing with your story right? You, you were going through this time and trying to figure out what's the best path for you. You put in the work, you made decisions, and now you have this beautiful life that, you know, you now get to live in Miami for a year and, you know, your kids are with you and, and your ex is with you and you have a healthy co-parenting relationship and it's beautiful. And then on top of it, your business is taking off, <laughs> you know? I always think about this too because, you know, people are like, well, you know, you spend all this time with you talking about therapy and talking about taking care of yourself. And I'm like, yeah, but when you do, holy smokes, are you able to then take better care of the things in your business and make better decisions in your business and grow your business and watch that accelerate, you know, to the moon, which it sounds like it sounds like you're doing now, right? Yeah. I mean, yes, it definitely comes with a lot of complexities, right? Like mm-hmm. co-parenting and divorce like comes with complexities and like, Amen. don't get me started on dating, you know, as a single parent, like is a oh, whole gosh. new world of just shit show. Pain. But, um, <laughs> oh, gosh. I have, I have the cutest baggage in the world, but it is, you know, people it's still real. That. Yeah. It's still real and it's complex and you need somebody that can handle it. And, um, but yeah, I, I think the, the idea of realizing there is no medal at the end of life for getting through it mm. is like so important. Like I, I saw this post the other day on Instagram and I can't remember where it came from, but it was this woman saying like, 
my whole family was celebrating the fact that my grandparents were married for 60 years and no one talked about the fact that my grandmother was miserable for all of it. They just were celebrating the fact that they were married for 60 years. And like, that was an aha moment when I read that. I was like, yes, we need to stop celebrating survival. And, Mm -hmm. And we should actually start saying like, are you thriving? Are you happy? And, and the biggest thing I can say is that no one cared of as much about my life as I thought that they would. Meaning once mm-hmm. I made the decision, it wasn't that big of a deal to anyone else. It's not their life. Right. Like, you know what I mean? It didn't affect them. Like, yes, it affected me and, and my partner and, and my kids. And we that was a lot of processing and, and therapy work and, and making sure that we had the right family counselor and getting us through all of that. Yes, it, it was a huge impact to my immediate family. But like taking that out of the equation, all the things that I was scared my friends would think about, my family would think about, like, sure, people have opinions, but like, it was not as drastic as I had made up the narrative in my head. And so no one cares about you as much as you think that they do. Oh, and I, I totally like that. Yeah, live your life for you, not for anyone else. And it really does come with just like age too. Like once you hit your 30s and I'm in my mid 30s now, like you stop caring as much about what anyone else thinks about you. And it's so refreshing. Oh, isn't it? Like when you have some of those moments where you just let all of those things go and you're just like, you know what? I don't care if you like my clothes that I wear to work. I don't care if you like how I talk. I don't care if you like what I do. If you don't like it, you don't have to participate. I don't care. (laughs) And and once you get there, it's just so much more refreshing and and wonderful to your point. And life, it's almost like life begins again. Yep. You know, you, you get to this new place and everything just feels wonderful and exciting and you get to kind of grab the bull by the horns and, and take on whatever you want to do. But not everybody's able to let it go. So it's one of those things I always push on the podcast, right? It's, you know, you got to be you. Whatever that you is, be the authentic you and stop giving the shit about what everybody else wants yep. you to do or be or say or think. So I love all of that. So tell me what's new and and up up and coming for your business and how can people, if they're interested in any of your products or working with you, how how does that work for you? Yeah. So right now it's like all the building and growing of a business, like moving into a 3PL and getting, building out a team and, you know, we're still really small in comparison to, you know, companies that are out there. And so right now it's just getting the word out and getting more people to try the product. And so if you're interested in trying, shoot us a DM and, you know, we want to make this more accessible to people. And um, we have three products. We have sleep, sex, and stress, and they're all original formulas um, that we worked with a team of chemists on. And one of the best, I mean, I tried so much uh, hemp-derived CBD products out there, and this is truly the highest quality product, and we focus on culinary excellence. Like, every flavor profile is is unique, and our head chef that we worked with on these, she was, like, Madonna's personal chef for a few parties. Like, it is uh, really high-quality products that work. Like, function is, is the most important thing to me, and honestly, intentionality 
Like, there's a reason why we started with sleep, sex, and stress, because all three of those things can sometimes go by the wayside, and, and you don't have the support that you need for them. And so for, for sex, for example, when you take that gummy, in 30 to 45 minutes, you know you're going to feel something. And mm-hmm. it's so great to hear from women that, like, they take the gummy favorite playlist to get in the mood and this is like with or without a partner but the the purpose is you're giving yourself permission to do that thing right yeah whatever that thing so sleep for example you take this one of our sleep products and 30 45 minutes you know that that melatonin plus cbd combo is going to kick in and you're going to start to feel it and so what do you do with that 30 minutes is so powerful because now you've created space to say, mm. what do I want to do with this? And it's all about intentionality. And and so, yeah, so I think that most of what we're doing with House of Wise is just giving women permission to make space for these things that all work together in harmony to help you feel in control of your life. And that's so important, you know, and, and I, I do have to stress to anyone who's listening, you know, don't knock CBD related products until you've tried them. Uh, it's incredibly, you know, important, particularly if you do have sleep issues, stress issues, um, the way that those products can assist and help the brain at a very primal level, sort of, you know, bring you da- bring you down a little bit and allow you to sleep, allow you to be less stressed allow you to enjoy sex, whatever it's going to be. I think people need to embrace that and kind of step aside from the, uh, you know, sometimes negative connotation that it might have. I would say, don't knock it until you try it. This is coming from me who definitely knocked it until I tried it. (laughs) And so once I did, to your point, right, there's, there's a beauty in being able to intentionally decide that you want to be less stressed and you're taking an action. You want to sleep better. So you take an action. You you want to have better, more, whatever you want to call it, sex, you take an action and it's just taking control of your own life. And ultimately that's what being bolder is all about, right? (laughs) Taking control of your own life, being the captain of your own ship and choosing your own destiny. So with that, uh, any final words of wisdom from House of Wives or from you personally? Oh my goodness. I I think 2020 proved that we can handle a lot. It doesn't mean we should. And so if I can like leave listeners with one thing, it's you can't do all of it at once and figure out what's the thing that's important to you for today, for this hour and let everything else go. Because Mm -hmm. right now I sit with like my house is a disaster because it was spring (laughs) break and I focused on kids and work. And those were my two things that were my priorities and everything else went by the wayside. I didn't do a lot of self-care, whatever, but I was intentional about it. And the more intentionality you have and that you just bring awareness to the thing, and even if that thing is like tonight, you're going to sit on the couch and watch three hours of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, say that you're going to do it, put intention around it, and then let guilt go because guilt does nothing. It is the most like wasted emotion and Mm -hmm. and energy and so just continue to bring intention to your life and then guilt will slowly fall away amen well 
I love that. So Amanda, thank you so much for joining us uh, today. So we will drop in the notes uh, ways to check out your products and your bio. And if people want to get involved, they certainly can. So again, thank you. I really appreciate it. And I wish you all the best. And I can't wait to see all of the progress that House of Wise makes in the coming months and to hear some announcements that might be coming out. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, stay tuned. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Want to support Boulder Inc., a nonprofit that provides entrepreneurs, their startups, and teams with the tools to build a successful business, all while prioritizing overall health and wellness, and best yet, help keep Be Boulder ad-free? If yes, join our Patreon and get exclusive access to Patreon-only content and merch. Use the link in the show notes to join now. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review if you enjoyed this episode. Follow us on Insta at BeBoulderCast or visit our blog at TheBoulderLife.com. If you have questions or suggestions for me, leave me a message at 614-706-6693.